This is Rabbi Avi Strasberg for Hadar, Director of National Learning Initiatives. Think back to summer as a kid. It's dusk. Fireflies swirl around your head. Their light is a delight you try and fail to grasp. You need a vessel, a jar, something to contain the light, even for a moment as you hold it in your hands and bring it close. Mitzvot are this vessel, the light, God's light. Shavuot is a holiday of many names, yet it's Shavuot's name as it's called in the Mishnah of Rosh Hashanah, Atzeret, connected to the Hebrew root to stop, that's been creative fodder for many commentators. Why the new name? What does stopping have to do with Shavuot? Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev offers three compelling explanations for the origin of this new name for Shavuot. First, he suggests that other holidays contain two ways in which we celebrate the holiday, the performance of positive mitzvot and the prohibition to refrain from work. Shavuot, however, has no positive mitzvot associated with it. We observe Shavuot through the performance of one mitzvah alone, namely the stopping or refraining from performing malacha, and for this reason it's called atzeret, to stop. Second, he suggests all the other holidays are named for events that are associated with a particular holiday. Pesach is named for skipping over the houses of the Israelites, Sukkot for our temporary booths in the wilderness. Shavuot, however, isn't named for an event associated with Shavuot itself, but rather a mitzvah that has already ended, the mitzvah of counting the seven weeks, or Shavuot, of the Omer. Why do we refer to Shavuot by an action that has already been completed? Goodbyes are always difficult. We're sad to say goodbye, so instead we say, don't go, stop here, stay a little while. And thus Shavuot, or Atzeret, is the moment of stopping or lingering as we are reluctant to leave behind the Omer. It's Rabbi Yitzchak's third reason I'd like to focus on, as it offers a model not only of how to be in relationship with God, but how to be in relationship with our loved ones. Rabbi Yitzchak writes that when one experiences an overflowing of love or awe for the Creator, one needs to channel these feelings into something concrete, namely the performance of mitzvot. It's as if this feeling of awakening is like a soul that we must clothe with a body in order to strengthen it, to contain it so that it can stay with us. If we don't clothe our experience of awe, if we don't provide it with a vessel, it will quickly disperse and disappear back into the ether from where it came. So too, he writes, with Revelation. When the Israelites stood at the foot of the mountain, their world shaken by God's presence and the sound of the shofar, they experienced an awakening, a rising up of love and awe for God. They needed a vessel to hold on to this awakening. There was only one problem. They didn't yet have mitzvot, the actions through which to channel these feelings. They had only been commanded to do one action, not to touch the mountain, to maintain the boundary surrounding it. And so they made the most of this one commandment. The Israelites channeled all of this new love and awe into performing this one mitzvah, maintaining the boundary around the mountain. This mitzvah, the stopping or refraining from crossing the boundary, became the vessel for their new love.
and hence the name Atzeret, a stopping, because they stop themselves from touching the mountain. There's two components of this that I want to draw out. First, love, awe, and wonder. These are all beautiful but amorphous concepts, difficult to touch, challenging to hold. No sooner than we experience an overwhelming feeling of awe, we are distracted by the next item on our agenda. The feeling of wonder dissipates, the firefly lost. Second, when we experience these feelings, these awakenings in relationship to God or to another human being, it's not enough to just feel them within ourselves. In the words of my mother, actions speak louder than words. When it came to love, she was a big proponent of the idea that it's not enough to just say you love someone, you have to actually show them through actions. For both of these reasons, we need vessels. We need actions that can make the intangible tangible, that can help us hold on to the light before it disappears. With God, we do this through mitzvot. With our loved ones, we do this through acts of kindness. There are all sorts of vessels we create every day to make the intangible tangible. Soothing a crying kid in the middle of the night is a vessel. Calling a friend to check in on them is a vessel. Picking up milk on the way home is a vessel. Through concrete actions, we translate these momentary awakenings, these rushes of love into something that lasts, a relationship built upon actions. A haiku. Take this offering. Tired, late night, washing dishes. A vessel of love. As we prepare to stand again at the mountain, may we be so lucky to experience a year of awakenings. Awakenings in our relationship with God, with our loved ones, and with our community. And may we create vessels through our actions to hold on to them, lest they slip through our fingers, fireflies in the night. Chag Sameach. Thanks for listening. To learn more with Hadar, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.